Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Good evening, sis family. Welcome to tonight's show. The topic for today is Saving Our Daughters, Turning Around Our At-Risk Girls. I'm Raisa, and I'm here with my co-host, Sky. Good evening, Sky. How are you today? I'm awesome, Raisa. How are you this evening? I am doing very well, thank you. Happy to be here, as usual, with our guests and listeners. Tonight's topic, Saving Our Daughters, Turning Around At-Risk Girls, is a very near and dear one to me. As a lot of people often talk about the importance of being positive role models and mentors for our girls, but many do not actually do the work. So tonight's guest is one who sparks positive thought and action with our organization, Jessica Cares. And her name actually is an acronym for what the organization does. So Jessica Cares, the J is for Journey to Becoming an Extraordinary SS means strong and successful. I, individual, with C, courageous, A, aspirations. So I want to tell you a little bit about Jessica, and then we'll bring her on. Jessica is a chief empowerment officer. And how wonderful is that title, Jessica? You know, you tell people, I'm a chief empowerment officer. That is so awesome and strong. (laughs) She's the Chief Empowerment Officer and founder of Jessica Cares. Garnered many years of management and leadership experience through her 20 years plus in the banking industry. Various, participating in various community events, she found her true passion in working with, mentoring, and empowering teen girls. Young women today face difficult challenges due to the negative portrayal of women in music and media. This causes a negative sense of self-worth. So Jessica Cares turns this around, and their mission is to eradicate those negative thoughts and empower young ladies one positive thought at a time. They focus on at-risk teen girls aging from the, ranging from the ages of 13 to 19, and Jessica Cares offers unique, empowering programs filled with opportunities for teen girls who are at a crossroad in their lives. The girls participate in a powerful, life-changing seminar. They have summer empowerment retreats, exercises that foster behaviors of healthy self-esteem, positive life goals, and so much more that you'll hear about tonight. Jessica resides in Sparta with her three children, Ivan, Jasmine, and Alex. She's currently working on her first empowerment book. She's also a senior at Berkeley College, majoring in business management, and she lives a very full life. Jessica, welcome to the show. We are Thank glad you. to have you tonight. 
And I heard that you just won a community service award, so please tell us about that. Well, um, well, thank you again for um, having me on the show uh, this evening. I'm so honored to be with you ladies this evening. Um, speaking of the award that I won last night, it's actually another non-for-profit organization called Project Redirect that is um, headquartered in Newark, New Jersey. And what they do is they offer um, classes, educational classes for um, youth in the urban area on Saturdays which, as you know, is not a traditional day that children go to school. And because of that, we find that a lot of our youth are finding um, their way into trouble. You know, they're hanging out with the wrong crowd and just getting into things that normally if they were doing something positive, they would not have been involved in. So this organization in Newark um, has uh, educational programs on Saturdays, and I've assisted them in uh, various programs as well as helping the uh, executive director, Sharon Berry Baker, find um, funding for some of her classes through um, Investors Bank. So uh, we've worked very well together. And so, yes, last night was an award um, for excellence in business and community service. So that was what I won an award for last night. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Was that work inspiration for you to start Jessica Kids, or is this something that you've been doing in parallel? Actually, um, it was not what um, propelled me to uh, start Jessica Cares. Jessica Cares was kind of something that I always had in me, but I didn't know the exact direction in which I wanted to take it or how I wanted to go about it. I've always enjoyed and I've always volunteered um, as, um, you know, empowering or mentoring uh, women. Um, I volunteered at the Jersey Battered Women's Services here in um, Morristown, New Jersey, and um, always enjoyed seeing that light bulb go off in the, in the women when we would talk about their vocational training and skills and things that they didn't feel that they had, you know, the talent or the skills that they felt that they, they didn't have. We uncovered those things and it was almost like peeling the onion. So when I would see that, I, I thought to myself, wow, you know, we've, we've uncovered these, these skills and talents in these women, and they've had to go through so much in order to get to this point how much more beneficial and effective I would be if I worked with our youth, our young teen girls, and helping them uncover that at that age so that way they could avoid and prevent some of the things that some of the women that I was working with went went through, which was, you know, low self-esteem, getting involved in abusive relationships as a result of it. So those were, you know, that was where that, that stemmed from. And also from my own personal experience um, in dealing with low self-esteem, um, as a child, um, being told certain um, negative things um, to family members and feeling like I didn't have that self-worth. And once I started building on that and developing friends who were positive, that assisted me in changing how I even saw myself. And, again, that same thought process of had I known the things that I know now, I could have avoided some of the, you know, maybe poor decisions that I made at a younger age. So that was what really um, made me want to uh, get Jessica Care started. And so it, it really built in me about a couple of years ago and then just started the process of actually strategizing on how am I going to get Jessica Care's up and running. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering with what you just said, did you have role models or mentors available to you at all? Um, growing up, I didn't necessarily have role models. There was, you know, 
here and there. But as I got older, I started, you know, just in the workplace and then in networking events, just meeting different women and wanting to aspire to be like them, just seeing the way they, they talked, the way they interacted with one another. Um, I wanted to know what that was about. And so I have my own, you know, coaches and mentors and develop positive friendships that nurtured what I think I always had in me and it's something that I teach the girls. We all have an innate beauty in us, something that's just really in our DNA and and it's just a matter of tapping into it. And, you know, when you surround yourself with positive women, um, it's able to come out and manifest and foster, you know, in in a positive way so you're able to then tap in, as I say, as I said before, tap into your talents and your beauty, your inner beauty, and, and let it come out and let it flourish. So that's what happened to me as I got older. That's when I started really uncovering who I really was on the inside and recognizing what that was versus focusing on what I didn't like about myself or what I felt was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So these young ladies tend to be at risk. Can you define what risk is and what challenges they're facing, what are the things that they most speak about in the areas where they need help? Uh, When I mention at risk, you know, a lot of people, and it's such a good question that you ask, so many people feel that when I say at risk, it means young ladies who are in urban areas or in, you know, living in, um, you know, uh, homes that financially is not as established as it could be. They they always assume that. At risk can be in any geographical area, affluent areas as well as um, in urban areas. So when we talk about at risk, it's really referring to young ladies who are kind of at that crossroad where they can go either way, and it's because they're dealing with emotional issues inside that they're not really, they're not dealing with it, and it's causing them to have poor behaviors or poor decisions. For one, um, low self-esteem. Um, it manifests itself by uh, coming across as though they're overconfident. The minute you ask them, how do you feel about yourself, you see a lot of the young ladies that I deal with, oh, I feel great about myself, I this, you know, and they say all these things that come across more defensive because they're really trying to hide what they're really feeling inside. And you see it by the decisions that they make. They're constantly looking to be in a relationship with a young man because they feel that being in a relationship is going to validate that they're worth something or you see them being promiscuous, those are those are other um, at risk. They're being promiscuous to be able to obtain the validation or the acceptance that they want. Um, girls, I've worked with girls who have eating disorders where they're either bulimic or um, overeating because they're trying to overcompensate negative thoughts that they feel about themselves. Um, also dealing with at-risk uh, youth who feel they have to be mean uh, to their peers to compensate for how they feel bad about themselves, so they want to make others feel bad. Um, so we have the the new uh, cyberbullying, the you know the the mean girls attacking the the you know the quieter ones. Right. Um, so these are all what I can you know all what we consider at risk, and so we work with that to really tap into why you you feel you need to behave in this way, whether it be promiscuous or eating. Um, in a, you know, in a non-appropriate way, or feeling that you have to come across as mean all the time to to um, and not conduct yourself as a young lady using a, you know obscene language all the time. Really tapping into why they feel they need to act that way, and so that's what we talk about at risk. Yeah, and, and that would include dressing in a certain manner as Absolutely. well. 
Absolutely, you know, dressing in, in a provocative way. Those are girls that we call at risk because as now as you and I are talking, we know that those behaviors, when they manifest those behaviors, we know that there's really something underneath, whether it be um, lack of involvement with the parents. There's something going on inside, and they're really not bad. It's just that they don't feel that anyone really cares enough, and they don't realize how it's coming across and that they are perpetuating the neg- more negative thoughts about themselves because they're not receiving what it is that they think those behaviors are going to give them. And so the, 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 the cycle just continues with the negative behaviors, poor decisions. And so those are at risk. And a lot of our young ladies, they're, they're right there. They're at the cuff where they feel they have to fit in sometimes and, you know, uh, do things that they really don't want to do, but they want that acceptance and that validation, and they don't realize that they can do that within themselves and feel good about themselves. So we all understand that, as you mentioned in your bio, the music industry, television, um, Mm -hmm. even peer pressure helps portray that negative image. So what are some of the things that you do to turn that around? Uh, I know you have a one-day program. So let's say I was in your one-day program or a young lady was in your one-day program. What are the kinds of things that she'd be exposed to to help her eradicate negative images? Well, we actually talk about it and we let them see what it is. So, for example, we have one of um, one of my seminars. It's called Conducting Yourself as a Class Act. And that is talking about just what we were talking about, the, the negative um, uh, ways in which they behave, meaning the bullying, we we have we address that. We talk about the uh, dress, the inappropriate dress, um, and so what that looks like in that seminar is we actually show what it sounds like, what it looks like. So a lot of times when you can't see yourself, you can't hear yourself, so you don't see how you're being portrayed and how bad it really looks. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we actually allow them to see that. So I will show clips of young ladies that that look like them, that are their same age, that are talking in the same manner in which they're talking, dressing in the same manner in which they're talking. And you'd be amazed that when they're actually looking at it, they're actually seeing it, they don't like what they see. They don't like what they see. So when I project them to them and say, how many of you here in the room talk like that? How many of you dress like that? How many of you act like that? And when they hear that, it's more self-reflective now. They're like, oh, my gosh, I sound like that. I look like that. Now they're thinking about how they're being perceived, and it's not what they want. And so then we start talking about how is it that you want to be perceived? What is it that you – how do you feel about yourself? So we start tapping into the power of I am. Whether you've expressed it out loud or not, how do you really feel about yourself? How do you really see yourself? And when you start saying it and then having them speaking it aloud, now they're speaking it out. And now when you speak it out and you hear it, now you want to align with what you're saying. I'm beautiful. I'm smart. I'm educated. You know, when they start saying that, it's like now I I, want to agree with that. I don't want to make a liar out of myself. Right. And so that's what we talk about. And then we show empowerment videos where it's really now tapping into positive thoughts. How can you engage your mind with positive thinking? Some of them don't even know what that looks like. What that what would that what would that entail? So we show positive videos that have positive quotes and positive thoughts that they can actually say to themselves. And and like I told them, I said at first it might feel uncomfortable because you may not believe it. 
And it's just like that saying, you fake it until you make it. And it, right. it, it, it comes across as that, you know, you keep saying it, say it every day. So we have exercises. And I call the girls for 30 days. I want you to say it every morning, every night before you go to bed. So that's the last thought that you have before you lay your head to rest. Those are those positive thoughts. Before you go to school, before you go to your job, say those positive affirmations. And it changes how you behave. It changes how you interact with others because you don't want to sound like that video you saw. You don't want to look like that video that you saw of that young lady. And because you're speaking those positive affirmations, now you want to align with that. So your behaviors change. And we also discuss in those seminars how it affects them. You know, everything we do has a has a positive or a negative effect. So when we do something... How is that affecting your future? When you say you want to become that, how you're behaving now, how is that affecting that? Is it helping you get to where you want to go, or is it hindering you from getting where you want to go? And so we talk about that, and we talk about Facebook. Social media now is so huge with the youth, and they don't understand that the certain pictures that they put up, the certain uh, language and the, the words that they use on Facebook, those are their colleges. The colleges that you say you want to go to, they're looking at that. That job that you say you want, they're looking at that. Is that the representative? Is that what you want them to see? Is that really who you are? And so now we start, now it's, again, getting them to really think beyond just the moment, beyond just, oh, well, my friends are doing it. It's really getting them to think and tap into their dreams, their aspirations, and being courageous enough to say, even if no one else is doing it, I need to, I need to get it together. I need to get my life aligned with what I want. So that's what a seminar would look like. Can you tell us um, in your during your interactions and your seminars and workshops, have you found any like common uh, issues among our young ladies today? Is it like maybe low self-esteem, behavioral problems? Is it lack of support? Uh, have you come across any like kind of major uh, or common thread in terms of issues that they have that you find mm-hmm. that you really have to dwell on and really address across the board? Mm-hmm. It's um, poor leadership skills. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's poor leadership skills, and it's because they have low self-esteem. It's always the loudest one in the group is the one with the poorest um, self-esteem, and I find mm-hmm. it so common, and you find that the loudest one in the group, they have followers. And a mm-hmm. lot of the girls, as much as they talk about, oh, I, I'm this, I'm that, I can stand on my own two feet, the common thread that I find is that they are more followers than they are leaders. And so what we talk about is why are you following that? Look at what you're following. Is that what you want in your life? Is that how you want to be perceived? Is that the legacy that you want to leave for yourself? And then we tap into what are you what are you so afraid of? What are you afraid of? Or what would you be what's the worst that could happen that you actually step up for yourself? and do and conduct yourself in a way that's going to help you get to where you want to go, not where she wants to go, you want to go. What's the worst that can happen? You lose yeah. that that friend, that so-called friend, you know, so then we start really tapping. So that's the, the, the main theme that I see with the young girls is because of their low self-esteem, they lack the leadership skills that they need to be able to conduct themselves and, and their behaviors are also affected because of it and, 
you'll see, you see, once you get them together and they start thinking like-minded in, 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 where they're in, like that synergy is there where they're like, no, you know what, I really want to do this. I'm a, you see, they all follow. They all mm-hmm. want to do the same thing. And then they all start supporting each other and it's building that sisterhood. So um, that's the main thing that I see is really low self-esteem and the need to be with a man or a young boy to validate how they feel. So I've been, I take it their program would get into sexuality and things like how do I know when I'm in love versus in lust? Mm-hmm. How do you topic? We talk about there's one particular um, class when we talk about positive um, relationships versus abusive relationships. We have it, I am an eagle. And when you look at the analogy or how a female eagle mates with a male eagle, she makes him go through. She makes him go through it to get to her. I mean, eagles fly high, as you know, they, they, they fly so high. The female eagle makes him go fly higher than, mm-hmm. than that. She makes him go through um, things that normally, if you don't want something, you'll just give up. And so unless that male eagle goes through everything that female eagle puts him through, that female eagle feels that that eagle is not worthy of her. So mm-hmm. what I tell the young ladies is act like an eagle, think like an eagle, fly like an eagle, because that is what she does to make that male eagle feel that he's worthy to be with her. Hold your standards high. And if he's if he doesn't feel that you're worth that, then you don't need him. And when you when you hear the, the you know when the ladies hear the uh, analogy of the eagle, they're like, wow, I didn't realize that, and it really changes how they think about themselves. And again, when it's it, mm-hmm. the grown women hear the analogy of the eagle, they say, wow. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So when you, you you hear that saying all the time. You know, people think of eagles as being so beautiful, and when we look at what that female eagle does and how she holds herself to such high esteem that she makes him really work for her, that's what we we, we do with the young ladies and talk to them about that and have them understand what standards do you have for yourself. And a lot of a lot of the young ladies don't have high standards for themselves. They justify things. They excuse certain behaviors because they just want to say, well, I have somebody. But do you really have someone? Do you feel alone? Do you still feel alone while being in this relationship? Do no. you hold your standards high enough to say, you know what, I'd rather be by myself and be okay mentally than be with someone and be suffering, you know, mentally and emotionally? And a lot of these young ladies, again, it's that self-esteem. It's really building on their self-esteem and letting go of some of uh, these negative thoughts that they hold on to, like it's a shield, like it's a badge of honor. And it's Mm -hmm. really getting them to let it go, let it go. And then now we have to replace it. We have to replace those negative thoughts. And those are those affirmations, those I am statements, to replace those negative thoughts. Yeah, and, and, you know, when you've seen that, you've seen your mother do it, your grandmother do it, your aunt, uncle, um, you know, not your uncle. Mm-hmm. But when you've seen that, you don't know anything different. So, of course, you exactly. think that. Exactly. So we, and then, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say we do have to break the mold so exactly. that our daughters do not feel they need to continue that. 
Exactly. And another thing that um, we did this past summer um, with, with a group of girls that we worked with, a lot of them mentioned that when we were talking about the relationships, they they opened up and they said that it was because they didn't have father figures at home. So mm-hmm. they didn't know what that was like, and they, they wanted to know. They wanted to have that because they were lacking that fatherly love. They sought that out in boyfriends, um, regardless of whether it was healthy or not. So what I did was, okay, you, you may not have a biological father there, but let, let's connect with positive father figures in the community. And so what we did was we had a, a positive male panel that came to the girls, and the girls was able to ask all the questions that they would normally ask a father. They asked these father surrogates that came that were in, you know, that work in the community and was able to ask those questions like, what do boys really think about when they say this or act like this? What are boys really thinking? And the men were able to tell them this is what it is. So it's a different perspective because I can tell them that, and they're like, well, you know, maybe she doesn't really know what a guy thinks. But when you hear a male, and we had from young to old, so we had 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, and then we had those that are that father figure. So they were able to hear from all ages, it doesn't change, from 18 to 40 years old, 50 years old, they all thought the same way. When I was that age and I said this and I acted like this with a young lady, this is what I was really thinking. This is what I was really, and they were encouraging them, hold your standards high. If he's not aligned with what it is that you're wanting, he's not supporting your dreams, let him go. So it was really able to let the girls see and hear, and then the the the, the Male panel, they were encouraging the young ladies, when you're feeling a certain way, you're not sure, come to the center and come and talk to me. I'll sit down and I'll be that surrogate father that you need. So it was connecting community with the young ladies and saying you may not have a father figure at home, but you have surrogate fathers in your community who care enough about you that will take the time to to talk with you and nurture you and, and help you live your life the way you want it to be and, and succeed in life. So that was that also is some of the things that we do in in the seminars and the programs that 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 we do. That's actually fantastic to have the males there providing that mm-hmm. information, young ladies. We have a comment in the chat room. Um, Kimmy Poole says, "Our young girls are so accustomed to being told to get a man, they just take any boy posing as a man. They just want to be told they are loved." Mm-hmm. And we also have a question. Um, Apex Frequency Radio is asking, uh, says that they labor with youth through elders and wanted to know how you deal with the unconscious negative legacies parents are gifting their children, you know, or lack of quality parenting. I'm sure you've run across that, and they're asking how do you help the girls when they when when they find themselves in this situation, a lack of quality parenting. Mhm, mhm. It, it goes again with what I was uh, saying about the not having a father figure at home. Those were one of the ways in which we were able to tap them into positive community role models who are males who can assist. Um, also, having them when we sit down and we talk, I gave them resources of who they can go to if I'm not here. And I always tell them that, which was why I came up with the name Jessica Cares. It was because of that very thing that, that or very question that they ask, which is when they don't have that at home, who can I go to? Who can I talk to? 
Mm-hmm. I remember I had a young lady who um, every time she felt bad, she would pick up a bottle. She would pick up a, a drink. And she was only 15. She's only mm-hmm. She was only 15. And the name Jessica Cares was, it came across, it, it, it came about because I said, if they don't have that parental involvement at home, no one to tell them at home that they're loved or that they cared, I would let them know, Jessica cares. I care. And I told, that you know, that young lady, before you pick up that bottle, pick up the phone and call me, and we'll talk it through. We'll talk through what you're going through. And then based on what it is they tell me, in some cases they need to have additional help. So I'll tap into their guidance counselors at school to be able to get the further assistance that they need um, to deal with whatever it is that they're dealing with. Um, so that's how we deal with the lack of parental help at home is really tapping into what is bothering them, what are they going through, and get the resources and the connections that they need within the community. There's, a, there's help there, but the young girls don't know where to get help. They don't know who to ask for help, and then that's where I tell them, call me. And my number, I tell them, I don't care if it's at 1 in the morning, I don't care if it's at 2 in the morning, 5 in the morning. I want you to call me when you feel you can't call anyone else, and we'll work it out. We'll work a way and find a way to get you through what it is that you're going through. Um, We have guest speakers that come and speak to the young ladies, and the guest speakers are always so open to giving their contact information to the young ladies that if they feel they need to talk, they can call them as well. So we, we, we have that where we, we open up that door for them that if they don't have someone to talk to at home, here are contacts that you can call who care enough about you that will get you to the right person to help you with your specific issues. Would you tell us where your organization is based and what audience you serve? Is it a specific city? Is it national? And what are your plans for expansion? Okay. Well, right now I'm headquartered in Sparta, New Jersey, which is in Sussex County, New Jersey. And my workshops, I pretty much am mobile. I've done workshops in Sussex County. I've done workshops in Morris County. Um, In January, we're doing a workshop with a teen center in Somerset County. Um, And we're doing, and I'm working on some programs to do in Essex County as well, which is with Project Redirect. We're looking to do further collaboration together in 2012. So I'm pretty mobile, but my vision, my ultimate vision is to have my own teen center, Jessica Care Teen Center for Girls, where um, we will have a study hall where the girls can come and they can help each other. So um, helping empower the young ladies is finding out where their strengths are. So some of the girls might be good at math. Some of them might be good at reading and comprehension. They're going to be able to peer, mentor, and help each other. And it's not going to be the computer having access to Facebook. We're going to have someone there monitoring to make sure that when they're in study hall, they are empowering each other by really helping where one is weak, the other one helps based on their strength. So we're going to be doing, you know, tutoring, co-tutoring and things like that. Also, we're going to have continued workshops on different topics, having guest speakers come and speak to the young ladies, as well as myself facilitating programs and having um, a nutritionist come because we're dealing with a lot of self-image and the girls are not happy with the way they look. They don't like, you know, and their eating habits are, you know, continuously perpetuating that negative self-image that they have of their body. So we have a nutritionist um, who's in Newark, New Jersey, who's going to come and work with the girls and give them tips on exercise and healthy eating. And so that's my vision. So I'm working with the County of Morris to find a location 
in 2012 to actually have a teen center because that's what's lacking. There's not a place specifically geared for dealing with the issues that young ladies deal. You have teen centers, but not a, a center that specifically deals with the young ladies and what the issues are because it's very unique to to young men. And so that's my ultimate vision for expansion. And so we're going to be doing um, some fundraising and things like that to be able to develop that money to be able to get the facilitation and, and, and the location for just. So would you please give us your contact information, your website, and email address as well if there are those who are listening who would like to make a donation to your very worthy cause. We'd like to give them that information. Yes, uh, we have a couple of comments um, from the chat room I'd like to get in before they scroll away. Apex Frequency Radio um, says that she salutes you and that uh, what your work is very vital and it changes lives. And um, Lita Turner, uh, she asked, is there a certain number that you um, can accommodate on the weekends? Uh, she was on your website and saw that you have weekend um, seminars and programs. Is there a certain number that you accommodate for those programs in order to do a weekend program? Yes, um, we do. Um, usually I don't, um, the one-day workshops that we do on the weekends or the weekend programs that we do, I don't like to have more than 20 girls or 25 at max to be in the program just because it loses the intimacy. And when we do the workshops and the exercises, sometimes we pull them together and um, it takes away that intimacy. And when it gets too big, the girls are more afraid to really say what it is that they're feeling. And we're not able to really dig deep into what's happening with them and why they're feeling the way they're feeling. So usually our workshops are like anywhere between 25 or less. Um, with the young ladies. Um, to keep it intimate, and like you said. Exactly, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you so much, and um, please give us your information. <laughs> um, my email address, well, first let me start with our website. Our website is www.jessicacares.org. And my email address is jessica at jessicacares.org. And um, my contact number that they can reach me at to set up, um, you know, consultation to speak about a workshop. We do it for schools, after-school programs. Um, You know, uh, the number that they can reach me at is 862-258-5447. And I didn't see a link on the site to give donations. How would one give a donation? Uh, they can currently mail it uh, to uh, Jessica, uh, make it to Jessica Cares, and they can mail it to our PO box, which is PO Box three two one, and that's in Sparta, spelled S P is in Paul, A R T is in Thomas A, New Jersey, zip code zero seven eight seven one. And in 2012, we will have a link on our website for them to be able to make donations online and recurring donations as well. So we're working on that. Oh, awesome. And if someone wanted you to do a workshop outside of New Jersey, let's say someone in New York said, um, Jessica, we want to fly you or bring you in. Someone in Georgia wants to fly you in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Do you do that? Do you offer that service? 
Absolutely, absolutely. I just um, participated in a workshop in Maryland. It was a teen conference for uh, young girls, and um, I did a workshop called Living My Best Life Now, Doing It the Baloo Way, which Baloo just so happens to be my last name, and I love acronyms. So <laughs> we uh, used the Baloo, um, Building Aspirations in Lovely Ladies with Esteem and Wisdom. And so I was able to do a workshop in Maryland. So I am very open to going to other states to be able to work with the young ladies. It, it, there's no place that we can't help. These, these young ladies, they need it, whether it's Georgia, California, Texas, there's girls that need help. They want the help, and if I can be that voice and, and, and help them, I'm there. Okay. Those on the line, we'd like to invite you to ask questions if you have any. And you can press 1. That will let us know that you have a question. And we'll call the last four digits of your phone number. There's a caller on the line with a question now, 0091. Hey. You are on the air. Hey, Raisa, this is Tracy from Philadelphia. How are you? I'm good. Hi, how Tracy. are you? I'm doing good. And how I'm, I've been listening to your guests, and um, this is great because we're so close. And instead of you having to travel all the way to Raisa, just have <laughs> branches all over. You know, yeah. duplicate, duplicate yourself, duplicate yourself, other places. You know what I mean? You know, once you incorporate it or whatever, and then just have a faction. In Philly, a faction in Atlanta, you know the major high-risk cities, and mm-hmm. duplicate it because you already have the um, blueprint. As I've been hearing you say, you have a beautiful blueprint, and you know what's what? going on. And and you, you know, know that awesome. is that is the we were getting that same comment. Um, okay. Peter Turner in the chat room was saying the same thing. Did you have any plans to brand yourself? and have programs duplicated all over the country. It's interesting that both of them, you know, came up with that. Only because... Do you have any plans such as that, um, Jessica? Yes, I actually do. Um, But, like, you know, what I was thinking was start it here, start now first, make sure you understand because there's, you know, when you go into getting a location, there's a lot that's involved with that. So what I wanted to do was just start locally. But my ultimate dream is to have, I want to be like a, a, a McDonald's where it's a home name, just the care centers in every state. That is what right. I want. And I, and I want to have um, those who work at the centers, we have training for the trainers. So whether they're in California, whether they're in Ohio, New Jersey, New York, they're the young girls that walk into a Jessica Cares door, they're going to be treated and helped and empowered in the same way that that, like you said, that blueprint of how we work with the young ladies, what we offer the young ladies and the connections and the resources that we get the young ladies, it's all going to be the same. So that is what my ultimate goal is. But you know that saying, you have to crawl before you can walk. So that's yes. what I'm doing right now in New Jersey. And once we get that down and we know how to, you know, what worked, what didn't work to make the next transition and the next location an easier transition, that's what we're going to do. But definitely that is actually what we're looking to do. Well, that's excellent because um, I just, you know, you don't even have to worry about the place. Once you get the blueprint, some there's another sister like you somewhere else that, you know, just needs, you know, the the, the blueprint and the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. all our problems are basically the same. But I was going to ask a quick question, and I just wanted to also just give a few pointers because I just wanted to, because um, these girls, once they stay under you, you know, uh, through, through the grace of God and your will, that the next step that you have to incorporate that I feel like 
and I'm saying on the streets too, uh, you know, every day, is you have to incorporate the word business in them. And mm-hmm. let them know that, you know, your existence is not just somebody, for somebody to desire or abuse. or You're a businesswoman. So when you mm-hmm. leave the house, you leave, and how you conduct yourself out there is going to determine how people view your business. And when I say business, meaning it's like a lot coming to a lot of these girls out here, right, and a lot of them don't even have access to their Social Security card, that, uh, that t- they don't they don't have a basic business the identity they don't have a dri- driver's license or you know that and, and so once 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 and you incorporate them and you know loving themselves and at the same token take care of your business because just like the sister said you acting all ignorant and raunchy over the Facebook if a, if 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 an employer had to narrow down and you did everything, your presentation was nice, your resume and all that stuff was like, dang, this is the one. Let's Google her. Let's Google her because that's when I was running for office, right? So the first thing uh-huh. I told the audience, I was like, Google me, and uh-huh. I didn't even know uh-huh. because um, it's a sister. Well, you know our sisters, um, Rafia. And a watcher said, you know, because I said I did a lot of articles, and they were like, Tracy, you didn't even go online and, you know, Google, Google yourself. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. So while you acting raunchy, ignorant, doing all kinds of things, they can Google you. So all I'm just saying is make sure once you get their they, they spirits together, make sure they do business. Because let me tell you, we when do, you we, get we're, Mm-hmm. We, we do, and that, that was one of the, like I was saying earlier, that's what we talk about in conducting yourself as a class act. When, we, mm-hmm. when you're when you on that social media, which is so big with the youth today, what mm-hmm. kind of pictures are you putting out there? And when you think, oh, I'm going to go to that college, when that mm-hmm. college is looking to get that grant or that scholarship, and you represent, because in the interview we are going to conduct ourselves because that's what we want to represent. Mm-hmm. We want to represent our best. But behind closed doors, we do. We teach the young ladies. When they sit up here and they pull up your face, what does your profile picture say about you? Mm-hmm. What are the mm-hmm. comments that you write in the obscene the language? Cussing, because the, the way cussing. you talk, exactly, the, the way cussing. you're conducting yourself, that's the real you. And I, that, that I they're going to ask themselves, is this somebody that I want to have representing my company or my organization? So we do talk about that. We also offer financial literacy programs where we teach the young ladies. Yeah. When you, those are, that's in our reps program. Mm-hmm. Our REPS program is a Renewed Empowered Positive Sisters, and we mm-hmm. actually go through the whole training. And that's for our older girls, usually ranging between 16 and 19, mm-hmm. because they're they're in the workplace. We teach them. We start off by how do you create a pos- a, 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 a resume, a, a, a presentable resume? How do you complete an application in your wording, your spelling, your grammar? And what are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? Cause some exactly. Of them, oh, yeah, God, we, you we, should we see what they wear. Oh, absolutely, and we talk about that. I've collaborated with and Dress for Success. I don't know if you've heard of the organization called yeah, Dress for Success. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. we have that. Yeah, we have that on Right. So Dress for Success has collaborated with us, and we've done it before where we have the girls who are participating in the program do a fashion show, and we have what they should dress like and what they shouldn't. Uh, dress like in going into an interview or in the workplace. We talk about um, professional culture in the workplace, which is not using obscene language, not having certain conversations. We see the young girls, they bring their personal life into the workplace. That's Mm -hmm. not the appropriate, you know, venue for that. That's not the appropriate place for that. So we talk about what is appropriate conversation to have in the workplace, appropriate, uh, you know, uh, 
work clothes that you should have in the workplace. We also talk about the financial literacy. Once you have a job, how do you handle your money? You know, when you budget, how do you budget? Do you include a savings? You know, so we, we do. It's, it's a it's a First, we start off with the self-esteem and building up their self-esteem so that way they can even aspire to right. get a job, to yeah. be able to do those things. And then once we get them past the first eight-week program, which is the breakthrough, we break through the negatives, then we start focusing on the actual skills and the resources. Then we have a mentorship program. So when they say, I want to be a massage therapist, I will tap them into a young lady that I know by Cherie uh, so fast, and she comes and she talks to them and tells them, what's the journey that you have to take to be able to do that? If you want to be an attorney, I have an attorney friend that you can sit with and talk. What does it really take? Because what you see on TV is not exactly what it is. It's not that glamorous. There's a lot of paperwork. There's, a, there's eight years of education. Don't let that discourage you, but understand what it is that you're walking into so you can map out your plan and actually be able to achieve that plan. So we have a mentorship program through the Reps um, Academy. So we, we do. So I appreciate everything that you're saying because that's exact. We understand that it's, it's a whole, it's a wraparound relationship that we deal with the girls. It's not you come to a one-day seminar. We're hoping that you're going to continue with the program, which is why having a facilitation is so important to our expansion. And so that way they can come on a daily, base, a daily basis and be able to be nurtured and empowered on a daily basis. Apex, Tracy is a role model herself. She is running for councilwoman in Philadelphia. Well, congratulations, and I wish you the best. Apex is calling your programs Comprehensive Woman Development. And we also have a comment from Lita. She's, um, she said that there's a gentleman in D.C. that's doing, um, that hosts similar programs for young men. And um, he's... Um, doing this, duplicating it all over the country now. And she said, you know, partnering with different groups and nonprofits and keeping his base in D.C. So she will send the information to you so that if you're, you know, so inclined, you can contact him to find out, you know, how that's working and, you know, just the networking thing. But uh, Lita Turner said that she will definitely send that information to you because he has done that branched out across the country while keeping his base in D.C. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'll be looking for that so I can reach out to him. Thank you. Awesome. And um, uh, Apex also made the um, comment regarding um, during the branching out discussion saying that you would be franchising with mandatory skill development, you know, when you were talking about training the trainers training right. people who will be dealing with the young women. So it's um, it's a much-needed um, service, much-needed um, mentoring, and um, you have, just from our conversation and our discussion, a lot of support behind you. And I know from the people that are working with you and seeing what you do every day, you have a lot of support because this is definitely much needed with our young women today. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. Would you please give your contact information once more? Absolutely. Uh, again, the website is www.jessicacares.org. And my email address that I can be contacted at is jessica at jessicacares.org. And my contact phone number is 862 258 
888-888-5447. And if you uh, would like to uh, assist financially um, to help um, Jessica Care take it to the next level and be able to get that facilitation that we're looking for, you can mail your donation to Jessica Cares, P.O. Box 321, Sparta, S is in Sam, P is in Paul, A R T is in Thomas A, New Jersey, zip code zero seven eight seven one. Thank you. You mentioned earlier about um, how parents are also pulled in and working with the girls. How do you directly work with the parents? Um, is that a struggle, or is it? Uh, do you, are you finding that a lot of parents actually want to become a part of your program? Um, we don't necessarily work with the parents during the process, during the, the program or the curriculum, but after the girls complete their program, which for some of these girls is the first time they've ever accomplished or completed something. Um, so what we do is we have a graduation ceremony, of, uh, and we offer the girls a certificate of completion. And at that graduation ceremony, we do. We we ask the parents to to be involved. We ask family members, close friends, so they're, that their friends, their young, you know, their their girlfriends that they they associate with, can see. Wow, this is the program you went to, and mm-hmm. it furthers. Wow, I want to I want to be in the next program. And so then the the girls again become like minded. So at that point, we do. And once the parents see the program, they continue to support the program. That's awesome. Now, Jessica, how how do you get the bookings for your, say, your one-day um, seminars or your longer workshops? Is it organizations coming to you? Are there parents? Who is coming to you to work with individual groups of girls? Or are you going out saying that there's a need here in presenting or um, producing the seminar yourself? How does that work? It's a little of both, actually. Um, in 2012, we're going to be hosting um, two workshops, one in February that's coming up. We're also going to be doing another workshop in May. And then for the summer retreat in August, that's where the girls are going to be spending a weekend away with team building experiences. And so what we do is we we um, market our own, and that's where I go to uh, schools and uh, connect with the teachers, the guidance counselors, the principals. So part of the packages that they send home with the children will include that. I attend PTA meetings where I talk about upcoming events that we're doing, so that way, again, the parent involvement, parents that are there can uh, talk to their neighbors and their friends to actually sign up for programs. And then I also have, through the website and our our fan page on on Facebook, um, they get to see the events or, or see my organization and what we offer, and then what we do, uh, what happens is you'll see organizations will contact me, churches will contact me, um, after-school centers, like teen centers, will call me, which is what we did this past summer. A teen center contacted me and said they were lacking young ladies attending the teen center. And when we, when I sat down with them and said, well, what is it that you're offering the young ladies? Do you have a program for them? They didn't. And mm-hmm. they saw an increase and continue to see an increase in in their teen center now because we hosted a summer program at their center specifically for the young ladies. So um, so I see, like I said, after-school programs. We see um, churches, a lot of churches with their youth, they contact me as well. Um, and I'm branching out into the corporate world. Um, as you know, they have uh, Mother-Daughter Day or Bring Your Children to School, yeah. uh, Bring Your Children to Work. Well, that's what I'm tapping into now um, where we're going to be 
uh, working with the corporate world where when they bring their children to work, we're going to do a workshop for their children while they're at work. So while the parents are working, we'll have an empowerment program, an empowerment seminar for the children that they bring to work. And a lot of times the, the corporations will sponsor the event. So that way it's it's a true, it's really a successful event. So that's, oh, you know, that's we awesome. have some, some, yeah, so we have some positive feedback uh, coming with that. So it's a little of both where I have organizations and churches contacting me as well as me putting on our very own uh, Jessica Cares uh, program. Do you have a team that works with you or you, for whatever your sessions might be, do you bring in speakers and people to address certain issues or do you have a particular team that works with you? Well, I do have a board of directors that uh, work with me, so they help um, as far as facilitating and getting the things that we need, whether it be the sponsorships, whether it be um, uh, the locations or connections to be able to say, Jessica, this person can can get us in this you know particular situation where we can facilitate a program. So we have a board, and then we have many volunteers, and many of the volunteers are actually our team girls. They volunteer at our events to be able to get it together, and they actually spread the word at their school about oh, the different awesome. workshops. And yes, they do. They they um they do that. So we we have a lot of support. Um, I'm actually going to be meeting with a women's organization that's located in Parsippany, New Jersey, and I'm going to be speaking to them because they're older women that are retired. Um, they're looking to give back to the community because they have the time to do it. So I'm going to be speaking with them next month about Jessica Cares and looking for additional volunteers to help us with our upcoming events that are coming to support and make sure that the uh, seminars and the workshops are successful. That's great that these girls also are learning to oh, yeah. be care leaders. Um, I noticed on the web also that November 1st was Save Our Girls Day and that it's an annual event. Is this something that you participate in as well? Um, We haven't in the past, being that we're a a new organization, but going forward we will. We have have not. Actually, November made our first year. Congratulations. You've done a lot. Yeah, we did. (laughs) You know, we've... um, We've worked with even um, homeless shelters. It's it's amazing, the young girls, what they have to go through, and you can imagine the devastation to their self-esteem, um, being that they're in a situation where they, they don't have a home, they don't have a place to call home. And so we did, uh, we, we did a program for them over the summer as well. And actually uh, one of the young ladies um, that was in that program, she wanted to be a detective. And um, being that I'm, I work, I know a lot of contacts in Morris County, I contacted the Morris County Prosecutor's Office, and they have a youth detective program. And what I did was normally it's only for college students, and I told them about this young lady, and they actually allowed her to participate in their last um, uh, program, and she was able to actually work with detectives, and they gave her tips, and she, she participated in their workshops. So, it you know, it's a lot of support from the community, a lot of support. That's wonderful. And as we wind down the show, Jessica, we usually provide a quote to the audience, something that we'd like to leave in their thoughts. Do you have one for us this evening? Um, it could be um, your own or one from someone else. I don't necessarily have a quote that I would like to, to specifically leave, but I would like to leave a thought in mind is, for all of those who are listening this evening or someone who knows of a young lady who's in need of assistance, be that mentor. It's so easy to 
to look at that young child and, or look at that young lady and just kind of, um, you know, just say, well, that's a lost cause. Be that mentor. They're looking for that. And like you, we mentioned earlier, they have a lack of parental uh, help because a lot of their mothers are young just as they are. So we have children raising children. So, look, you know, be that mentor. Be that, you know, it takes a village. It takes a village to raise our children today. And we've lost that concept in so many of our communities. And we need to get that back. And it takes one person to start. And if you could be that person to start in your community, be those mentors for those young ladies. They want it. They need it. So if there's anything that I can say, is just be that mentor. Be that person that's willing to step up and show up for them so mm-hmm. that way they can see that, you know what, people do care about me, so I can care about myself. There is something worth it. Obviously, there's something worth it in me that they care enough, so maybe I need to start, you know, caring enough about myself as well. So be that person in your community, in your church, in your school, in your workplace. Be that person and initiate things like what we were talking about, which is having workshops for the, for the youth or young girls at your workplace. So be that person. Yeah, and, and Jessica, sis cares, and we would love to do something with you. Yes, definitely. Sky, do you have a quote? Yes, and uh, we had a question come up, too. Um, uh, what was this? Oh, um, Lita asked, how far are you from Newark, New Jersey? Because she oh, also um, has a contact at the <coughs> Urban League there. So um, okay. if you're in that area, she can Actually, send you some contacts at the Urban League. Oh, wonderful. Would you be a good Actually, Newark, mm-hmm. Newark is mm-hmm. not that far from me. Newark is about, about 45 minutes away. Oh, um, okay. So it's really not far. And we just did, we did an empowerment fashion show in Newark, uh, New Jersey, just this past month in November. So okay. um, I'm definitely um, interested in, in connecting with, with someone in Newark. So thank you. Okay. Um, I did have one, and let me bring it out. Uh, it says, be mature enough to realize you are, you still have much to learn. Be wise enough to know respect is something you must earn. Be patient with your parents, with yourself and others too. Be the best you can be, and life will give its best to you. The secret to happiness is not in doing what one likes to do, but in liking what one has to do. And this is by Anonymous. Wow. I thought that was being inspirational for young women. So It is. It is. Thank and you. I have a simple one from Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's straight to the point. <laughs> and you've been listening to CIS Internet Radio. Our guest tonight is Jessica Ballou of Jessica Cares, and our topic is Saving Our Girls, Turning Around At-Risk Girls. Thank you for joining the show, and we look forward to having you join further CIS shows. You can find out more about us at www.fluidmagazine.com or go to the Blog Talk Radio site, www.blogradio.com forward slash CIS dash in dash spirit for more information about us and an archive of the shows. Thank you, Jessica, for joining us. This has been very inspirational. The work that you do is wonderful, and uh, we wish you the best at it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Good night, all. You've been listening to This Internet Radio. Until the next time, 
Enjoy the fluid flow of life by remembering to infuse harmony into your everyday living. Hello? 